Welcome back to my podcast. I thought that today I could talk a little bit about being on the spectrum and being abused. I know that this is probably um, a different topic and a lot of people on the spectrum are not abused, but I just thought that I would touch on it because it's difficult when you don't have a voice and you are being mishandled in any way. I mean, the abuse with me started at such a young age that it's really hard to get words to explain what is happening when you're even kind of preverbal. So, uh, and then you put, autism on top of it. And it makes it even harder. It gives a whole nother layer to that vulnerability. So I just thought that I could touch on that a little bit because I think that it's a topic that is not really well uh, talked about. I mean, not very many people have I heard. I have listen to lots of people on the spectrum. I've read books. I've actually had some personal conversations with Temple Grandin and some others. And, you know, they all have their spiel. They all have their, you know, uh, area of autism that they kind of talk about, or they talk about autism in general. Uh, or the success of autism, which I too have talked about quite a bit, actually. Uh, but the vulnerability of an autistic individual is pretty extreme and getting stuck and not able to find your way out of a situation is very real and very scary. The other part of that is that, you know, I think a lot of people don't talk about is that, um, and I found this as a young adult in my 20s, being abused by somebody 20 years plus my age and uh, people trying to define what was happening to me and I was trying to scream in so many ways what was happening, but really nobody was listening or when they did, they just said, well, you know, it was consensual. You wanted that too. When in fact it was nothing of what I wanted. It wasn't who I was at all. And it's really hard when you shut down because of autism. I mean, there's nothing worse than an autistic shutdown. And when you go blank and you are not able to find yourself out of a situation where somebody is controlling your actions or inability to act, 
and then after the fact somebody can just say well you know they wanted it you know it's hard for even typicals that i have seen for them to be able to speak up for themselves in situations like that um and maybe those people have had previous abuse or previous circumstances that have held their voice captive. I'm not sure, but I do know in my circumstance, I learned very, very young that uh, my voice was not working for me. And, you know, I've always said that if you take, if you have an abuser in the room and there's 500 people, they will find the most vulnerable person in that room to abuse. And at one time in my life, that was me. I'm not that person now. Thankfully, I've really, really worked on my voice and my self-esteem and just who I am in general. But at that time in my life, in my 20s, it was an awful time in my life. My husband had left and he was having relations with somebody else. And I found myself homeless and unable to, you know, fend for myself. And this person who said they were trying to friend me and they were grooming me. And I didn't know at the time even what grooming was, but since I've learned what grooming is and, you know, this person just kept doing things to make me like them and trust them, which is probably the bigger word. And coming from somebody who was not trusting at all, towards anybody, it was really a big deal. And it was a very, very slow process to get me to trust that person. Very, very slow. And when I finally did, my guard was down. And that's when it hit the abuse to an absolute horrible degree where it again robbed me of my voice, robbed me of my strength, and I lost myself again. In fact, right before that happened, I was probably one of the happiest I had been since I was 11 years old and my dad had died, which was also a time in my life where I was at my happiest. So here I was again going from a period of being extremely happy and content and kind of feeling like, you know, life was good to bam. Now everything was robbed of me again. You know, when you're in that situation and you are autistic, you don't know who to turn to. You don't know who to trust. And I couldn't find my voice. And after months and months of abuse going on, and people would say, well, you know, you were in your 20s. There's 
no excuse for you to have endured that and it not be consensual. Well, that is so far from the truth because I know others that this has happened to. And when you're autistic and I had the abilities that I did and the emotional uh, lack of um, maturity that I had, I was more probably in my 20s at that age, I was probably more like a young teen, if that. I mean, I also had fetal alcohol syndrome. So on top of that, I would say with everything that was going on with me, being half my age is pretty close to what I've always been. So I was really immature at this time. And the person who knew this, who did these things to me, knew all that. They got me to the point where I shared my most vulnerable things. And then they attacked. And they attacked me in a place where I felt the most safe. And that was at church. You know, there is no getting that back. The safety that was taken from me was... No, I will never get that back. It's awful. I, I can't, honestly, I can't find the words to describe what happened to me when that happened. After months of going through this, which turned into longer than I even want to say out loud, I went to my counselor and I told her, which led to me telling the church, which then flipped on me and I lost my job. They told me I wanted it and they believed this person over me because I was awkward. I was probably what you would consider different. This person was well-liked in the church, well-known, and had established a, you know, a, a pretty good reputation. Whereas I was quiet. I want to say needy, but I'm not sure that that's the word that I'm looking for because I wasn't, it was more a trying to figure out how to fit in and it was coming off wrong. I was trying to find myself and it was coming off wrong. I had found my best friend at that time and we were thriving. We were doing amazing. We had gotten clean from addictions and I don't even think I was addicted to anything. and was just numbing from life. But my friend genuinely was 
addicted and trying to get clean. And I don't want to tell her story, but it was, it was a pretty crazy story. It was, it was horrible. And we just latched on to each other and we did everything together. And we started speaking at the church and started speaking anywhere people would hear us. And we had uh, a group that we started for overcoming at the church. And we were just like, you know, people were just coming to us. But the difference between my friend and I was, man, she knew how to do needy. She knew how to get attention. She knew how to get people to help her take care of her. Whereas I, that wasn't, I was lost. I was just lost and I was hurting and I was awkward and quiet and weird. And no matter what I did, it just felt like it came across wrong because when this was happening, when I was at my best was when all that started with this person from the church. And I went from a, a really happy involved person at the church to a quiet, unable to express myself person, the quiet one in the room, the one who stood there and looked like something was wrong. So when you take what I was like versus what this other person was in the church, of course they believed that person over me. And you know, years and years and years after all of this happened, I ran into one of the leaders of the church and I said, you said that I wanted it. I never did. And this person said to me, when are you going to get over that? I mean, really? You want to talk about re-victimizing and this person who is a leader in the church still to this day believes that it was part of my doing that I kind of sort of wanted it and you know I wrote the leader in the church the pastor in the church now he wasn't the pastor in the church at the time that it happened but he became the pastor of the church later when I did end up talking to him and this other leader about what had occurred and about doing something about it. Now, the only thing that they did was keep this person away from kids, which was a good thing, but they were still allowed to be in the church and be active. And they eventually were later allowed to be involved in the church again with kids and things. And, and so I said, you know, you just, I, that was my purpose was to make sure that other people in the church were safe. And, uh, they just turned it on me and said, well, you, you wanted this. And, and I just sat there completely shut down 
and unable to really speak for myself after that. And, and I really do believe that autism played a part in the trauma from my past. You put those two together with any autistic individual, if you put trauma on top of it, you know, that it's going to add a whole other layer of, of um, unable to speak for yourself and be able to find the words. I mean, even if you have a vocabulary, um, it is difficult to find the right words. And then autistic people really don't talk to everybody. You have to genuinely, you have to build up a church, a, a trust with somebody. And uh, you only talk to certain people. I mean, you can put me in one uh, environment and I'm as quiet as a mouse. I mean, I won't talk at all. And then you can put me in another environment and I'm the life of the party. I mean, it, it really is how autism works. Um, but if you get an autistic person on shutdown, there is no, no getting me to talk. And this person knew how to trigger me to the point where I was unable to speak, fend for myself, and then do those things. And then come out of it happy. And I was a devastated mess of a person who wasn't even able to function. But this person just laughed and sang and did all these things as if nothing was happening. And was able to pull that off around all of their loved ones. While I became more and more quiet. And more and more like what's going on with you because something's not right. But yet nobody thought it was something that was happening to me. They thought that it was something I was doing to myself, like the drinking or which I wasn't doing at the time. It was re a reaction to what was happening to me. And it's really sad that you know, all these people that knew me, that including my best friend at that time, left me in judgment and said, no, we need to get away from whatever's happening with you because it's not good. We don't like who you've become. And so we need to back off instead of trying to rally around and try to help me figure out how to get myself back. And when you're abused and abused and abused, it gets, it's worse over time. It, it gets to the point where you, you just can't figure it out. So, I mean, time happened. And I don't want to say that it was time healed because I, in my case, um, it was a genuine fight to be, 
become who I was to find myself again. And it was a, it was a struggle within myself. And one day I woke up and I said, I am never going to be that person again. I'm never going to be in a position like that again. And, you know, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just never allowed myself to become that person again. Now, this was 30 years ago. And I'm not ashamed. I mean, I spent probably 20 years of that 30 feeling ashamed and feeling like somehow I had fault. And I know I didn't. But, you know, I have learned to love myself again and having my own kids and has really taught me how to live. You know, I finally am able to live like I never what have before. And I have found a love, a genuine love and a freedom and a, you know, things that I never had growing up. And, you know, when you have autism, it really is important to people that are surrounding you. It can help or hurt you. And I did not have the best adults in the room as I grew up. And that's a whole nother episode. But I wanted to touch on this because, you know, this is just something that people don't talk about. Autism and abuse. And it exists. And this voice needs to happen. So... Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you know anybody who's autistic or not that can benefit from this, share it with them. And you can reach me at, I have a few different emails and I've changed them, but you can reach me at my other podcast, Real Talk with Tina and Ann. That's a good place to find me. You can message me at Real Talk with Tina and Ann because we have a really great podcast and we just talk real. So feel free to message me there and like our page on Real Talk with Tina and Ann. Uh, because I really haven't established where I want to land with my autism stuff. I do have a page and I've been speaking and doing all kinds of things for my autism. But uh, until I figure it out, that's a good place to find me. But thanks for listening. I mean, I'm doing fantastic now. I mean, I am one happy individual, but it's a story that still needs to be told. And I appreciate you listening.
it really does mean a lot.